Perfect. Okay. So, you, you'd think. All right. Today's daf is up. Yud Beis. We pick up on the bottom of Yud Aleph on Yud Beis. We are at the two dots, about um, eight lines from the bottom of the Amud on Yud Aleph Amud Beis. And just to get ourselves back into the mindset, the swing of things of the Mishnah, we were discussing what makes something kosher schach. So the Mishnah had taught us, in order for something to be kosher, it has to grow from the ground, and it cannot be capable of becoming tummy. Meaning it can't be a kli, it cannot be a vessel. Um, towards Ahmed Bey's, we're going to get into a conversation what makes something considered a vessel? Hashkafa Rishona, which means at first glance, the first thought is that in order for something to have a status of a kli, it has to be able to hold something. Okay, it has to be a receptacle. Um, otherwise, not. We'll get into it. Over the Misa, for our purposes, starting out this Gemara um, by these uh, by these two dots until. The Mishnah on Yud Beis. We're going to have another Mishnah halfway down on Amud Aleph. We're going to be focusing on the on the rule of the previous Mishnah, which was in order for something to be kosher schach, it has to grow from the ground, and it cannot be capable of becoming tummy. Here we go. That was the Zeha called Davar Anything that's capable of becoming tummy cannot be cannot uh, be used as schach. Says the Gemara, prove it. Where are you coming from? What's your source? There was an aid. There was like a cloud that came up from the earth. What does that mean? Just like aid, this cloud is something that um, is not capable of becoming Tomei, but it does stem from the earth, okay? Because it says, the, the clouds took up the liquid from the earth, so it's coming up from the earth. So, so to sukkah, now sukkah over here is referring to the schach, as we're going to see and establish on today's daf, on daf yud beis, when it comes to the walls of the sukkah, there are no rules, other than there needs to be walls. Over here, when we say that the sukkah can't be mekabal we're referring to the schach. It says, if you say that okay, you could say that, listen, is the cloud. And the sukkah represents Nanayakovit. So the same way the cloud is not, you know, is is not a kabotoma. So to a sukkah, we get it. But according to who says that a sukkah in nowadays, our mitzvah, represents a real sukkah of the midbar, just because it says it's a cloud, so it came up from the earth. What does that have to do with Hilchah Sukkah? According to Mandi Omar, who says that Sukkah has nothing to do with the Anani Akavid, according to, I'm frozen. Yeah, we're playing freeze tag. Okay. So, Anani Akavid, so what's the Shaykhis to learn out from this Pazuk that has to be capable of becoming dummy? Me, Ikola, Memo, what are you going to say? What's going to be your source that the Schach needs to be something that's not Makabal Tum? Says the Gemara. How do we know there's a machlokas about what a sukkah nowadays represents? How do we know that there's a machlokas concerning it? What we just said in the Gemara is a premise that there's some sort of dispute. What our sukkahs nowadays represent? Does it remind us of real sukkahs of the Midbar? Or does it remind us of the Ananiya Kabbalah? So let's see. We learned in a brisa. 
So why do you got to sit in a sukkah nowadays? Because Klal Yisrael sat in sukkahs. Ananiya covered all you. The sukkahs were the clouds of glory that protected us on all six sides. Divrei Rabbi Eliezer. This is the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says, No. Sukkahs mamish also that we mamish had sukkahs. It doesn't represent the Anani Yaakovid. It represents the actual sukkahs that we had in the Midbar. Now, Holy Chalera Abeliezer, so now it makes sense, according to Abeliezer, how we know that schach has to be gedulo menor, it's not makabotoma, same as the clouds. But according to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, Michael, Memar, according to Rabbi Akiva, it represents the original sukkahs in the Midbar. So just because it says, A, the Alam and Aretz, in what way, shape, or form does that establish our Hilchah so Gemara says, Ki Vimi When Rabbi came, he to to uh, Babel, he quoted Rabbi Yechanan, the author of Talmud Yerushalmi. Yeah, who, I shouldn't say the author, but who a lot of Talmud Yerushalmi is based off of. Rabbi Yechanan was the Gazel in Yisrael. Omar Kro, Shteitin Pasuk, Chag Hasukais Taselucha. The Chag, the Yontav of Sukkos, you should make for yourself. Makish Sukkah Lechagiga. We compare. Sukkah, the Torah puts the mitzvah of Sukkah next to the mitzvah of Chagiga. Ma Chagiga, just like the Karban Chagiga. Tavar she'en mekabal tumah gedulim in Aretz. It's something that was not mekabal tumah and it grows from the ground. Av Sukkah, Tavar she'en mekabal tumah u gedulim in Aretz. So too Sukkah. So we're coming out like this. According to Rabbi Yezer, how do we know that Tzchach can't be mekabal tumah and it must grow from the land? It's from Ve'edi Alam in Aretz. That's Rabbi Yezer. According to Rabbi Akiva, what's the source? The source is that it says um, is from Karma Chagiga. You have a hekesh of Chagiga to Sukkot. In the same way, Chagiga is not capable of becoming Tomei. And Skagubinara, so too, the Sukkot. Says the Gemara, but one second. You want to compare a Karma Chagiga to a Sukkot? You ever see a walking Sukkot? You ever see a Sukkot with four legs? Ima Chagiga Balichayim, Absukinam Balichayim. Why don't, if you're learning about Chagiga, why don't we say, oh, the same way Chagiga is alive, so in order to, for something to be kosher schach, it has to be alive. Maybe you got to hang a bunch of animals on top of your sukkah for it to be kosher. According to what we're saying, right? Why not? Yeah, you should have to hang your cows as your schach. So the Gemara says, okay, you're right. The, the makar, the source for Rabbi Akiva, cannot be simply from uh, Karba Chagiga. Rather, words Rabbi Kiva going to know from Kiyosu Rav and Amar Amar Kro. It says in the pasuk, "Ba'aspecha, when you are asaf, when you gather together, migarncha from your granary, umiyikvecha, and from your wine barrels." Mipsaylas gairim ve'yakav akosam The Torah is hinting to the psaylas, the leftover, the 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 un, you know the extra, not usable gairim ve'yakav. Now. What does that mean? Once you crush things, once you crush to make your wine, to make, so you have the leftover skins, the peels, the, the, the twigs, right? The, what, what are they called? The stems. Those things... Huh? Grinds. R- grinds, yeah. Rinds. So those things are not capable of becoming tummy because they have no... Uh, they, they have no chashivas to them. It's not a kli. What is it? Nothing. It's leftovers. Nothing. So it's, it grows from the ground. It's not Makabal Tumah. When the Pasuk says, So that's telling me that the sukkah has to be like these rinds. 
Ah, he says Gemara of Ema Garden Atzma Yaakov Atzma. So why is there to say that that uh, you got to make your shach from the leftover Garden of Yaakov? Amar of Zera Yaakov Ksivkan. It says Yaakov Vei Efshar Le Sachech Boy. I'll tell you why. Because it's not possible. Go try putting on wine as your shach. Can wine be your shach? No. Why not? It's called gravity. Yeah. You try, try pouring wine on, on top of your head, on top of your sukkah, it's going to come down. Okay? They, uh, they, no, no uh, this joke doesn't really have shaykhs, but it's from the word gravity. Uh, there's a, apparently a Maisa Shahoya. A guy was cleaning, uh, it was a window cleaner. Baruch Hashem, he only fell three flights. He was three flights up and he fell, he fell smack on his back and he, he could have moved. The paramedics came. And he was conscious. So they, they asked him if he's allergic to anything. Because they're about to take the hospital. He says, yeah, gravity. <laughs> Apparently. You know? Okay. So at least you got to keep, uh, keep your sense of humor abyssal. All right? So obviously, basically, what's the Gemara's answer over here? Since it says Yekev, so it's obviously not possible that we're dealing with the wine itself. It must be that we're dealing with but you get once the wine comes out of those grapes, which is the, the rinds, am I saying that right? Which is the rinds, the leftover. Okay, fine, very good. So what do we have right now? We have a source for Rabbi Akiva. How do you know that schach cannot be makabal toma, and it must grow from the ground, from rinds? It says, Okay. Masko Rabbi Yirmiya, has a challenging question. Granted, wine, you're going to have gravity and you can't use it as chach, but maybe congealed wine hardens and can stay. It's, and when you have these congealed wine concentrates, it's similar to igule dvela, similar to round-pressed fig cakes. And if that's a possibility, at least, what we should understand is you need to use these congealed wines instead of anything that grows from the ground and is not Mechabal Tumah. Okay, you're right. Listen, we had a nice shot, but comes along our and he's looking for problems. Yeah, we had a good answer, and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, but it could have... He's, like, he's not so impressed, but he's saying, okay, fine. Okay, fine, you got us. Ravashi Omar Ravashi says, Migarncha Garnatsu. He says, no. What is the word from? When you take something from something else, that means you're not taking it itself. What do you mean? From your granary, not the grain itself. From your wines. Not the wine itself. Rather, what do you let them use for your schach? The rinds. And we're sticking to our guns. That taka is the pshat. Okay, beautiful. So, so far... What do we have? Let's give ourselves a quick reminder before we wrap up to the Mishnah. We were looking for a source that schach has to grow from the ground and not be makabal tumah. We have two sources now. Source number one is for Rebbe Liezer, ve'edi alam in aretz, who says that a sukkah is from Anani Yaakovid, the same way a cloud comes from, uh, you know, uh, gets its source from the ground and is not makabal tumah, so to schach. And then we have the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, who's learning it out from Mi Garnacha U Mi Yikvecha. 
that it's got to be something that comes from the wine, from the granary, but not the actual wine or grain itself. Okay. says from here, Go out to the mountain and bring branches of olives. The ale, um, ale actually are leaves. Leaves of olives. Leaves of hadasim. Leaves of tomorrow. Dates. And leaves of these braided trees. Okay? All these things come from the ground. And this is what you're permitted to use as your schach. Says the Gemara, but isn't a hadas also a reference to eights of us? Hainu hadas, hainu eights of us. Amar says, yeah, usually you'd be correct. However, hadas shaita lesuka the eights of us le lulav. I'll tell you the difference. Why is a hadas called braided? Because it's three all the way around and it goes. It looks like a beautiful braid as you follow a hadas up. But a hadas shaita, which really means a foolish hadas, but over here means a hadas that doesn't have three on one layer, three on three per tier. That type of hadas is fit to be used as chach. That's the ideal uh, type of branches at that time that they should use as chach. And a regular hadas is what's called braided because of its beauty. Okay, period. End of that gemara. End of that discussion of the Mishnah. Again, the halach of the Mishnah was. There's two, um, there's two, not consequences, what the word am I looking for? Um, there's two things necessary, but I'm looking for a better word than things. To be kosher schach. First of all, it, uh, two requirements, shkoyach, not even such a fancy word, shkoyach. Two requirements for kosher schach. Can't grow from the, uh, it must grow from the ground, and it cannot be makabotum. Okay, now, the next mission is going to continue this theme. But it's going to tell us some things that grow from the ground and still you cannot use them as chach. And let's see what they are. Zok the Mishnah. Chavile kash. Bundles of straw. The chavile etzim. And bundles of sticks. The chavile zerodim. And bundles of zerodim. Rashi explains that zeronim are types of various reeds. When you make bundles, and this is the main word for our Mishnah, bundles. When something is tied together and bundled, this is going to be the problem. Bundles of straw, bundles of sticks, bundles of reeds, ein mesachim bahem, you cannot use them as chach. All these things, while they are tied together, are not kosher schach. Anything that's tied together is not going to be kosher. Why? Does it grow from the ground? Yeah. Is it makabal tumah? Not necessarily. Just because it's tied together makes it makabal tumah? No. So the Gemara is going to have to explain why when something is tied together is our Mishnah saying it's a no-no. Okay. However, says the Mishnah, the kulan, the straw, the twigs, the reeds, sheheteron, if you untie the bundle... So now you're good to go. Straw could be used as chach. Twigs could be used as chach. And reeds could be used as chach. Beautiful. It just can't be tied together as we're going to learn shortly. Says the Mishnah, this what we call the Seifa, the Kulan, and all these things. 
Ksherais litfanis can be used as walls. What are all these things? Comes along Rashi. Anything that's possible to be used as chach is still allowed to be used as walls. Okay? So there's no particular rule about what, uh, what, um, I'm having a tough time with words today. There's no particular rule about, um, yeah, the requirements for the wall, but the, the substance of the wall, the, the come on, material. <laughs> the material of the wall. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, there's no requirement for what particular type of material you need for the wall. All right? Good. As I said, the mission, let's get going. Let's say the Gemara. Um, Rabbi Yaakov, Yaakov says, I heard from Rabbi Yechanan, it's a fascinating Gemara. Follow along closely. I heard two halachas from Rabbi Yechanan. The first halacha I learned is, you can't use bundles as chach. The idach, the other halacha that I learned is, Beautiful, fascinating situation. I have a gadish, I have a haystack. What's a haystack? It's a 10 foot high, I'm making up that size. It could be any size. You have a 10 foot high haystack. This big pile of hay. What do I do? You know what I do? I take, uh, I dig in from the side. I make it like an igloo. Okay? So, if you, listen, is, is hay kosher schach? Yeah. So let me dig in, and my schach is there. It should be okay. He says, I heard from a and it's not okay. You can't do that. You can't make a sukkah that's full and you empty the middle, doesn't work like that. Rather, you have to first have the walls, and then you can put up the schach. If you hollow out a haystack, what's ultimately happening is, the schach was there, and now I'm making the walls. That's a no-no. You need the walls first, and then the schach goes up. So he says, again, I heard two halachas from Yechim. Halacha number one is, it can't be bundled. Halacha number two, the, uh, a haystack is not a coat, and, and you dig out the middle, and the sukkah is not a kosher sukkah. Okay, now, I also know two reasons why these are puzzle. I also know two reasons why these are puzzle, but I'm not sure which reason applies to each psal. So let's see. Chada, one, one of these halachas has a problem, Mishum Gezeras Eitzer, because of, a, of the Gezeras Eitzer. Okay. Now let's explain for a minute what Gezeras Eitzer is. Gezeras Eitzer is like this. We're familiar with the laws of we build a sukkah, then we put up the schach. You know hukah sukkah. It used to be Yochen Tzchik years ago. Sukkahs were normal things that people built as additional sheds. Right? That's what you did. You want to protect something. You wanted to store something, you put up some walls, laid out some wood on top, kabbalt. It was a storehouse. Now, is such a thing a kosher sukkah? No, because it looks like a sukkah, it acts like a sukkah, but it's not put together l'shem sukkah. So the Chachamim were concerned, what we call gezeras oitzer. They were concerned are about some particular sukkahs, even though technically maybe it's okay, we're going to passle it. Because if we allow it, people are going to start using their standard storehouses to be sukkahs, and that's a problem. Okay? 
So this logic, this issue, this gzeira, says Rabbi Yaakov, is one of the reasons why either a haystack or a bundle is puzzle. And the other halacha is going to be a problem of tasev lemina asoy, which lets us re-familiarize ourselves for a moment, that the sukkah, when the schach goes up, has to be what's making the sukkah. It can't be that it's pre-made. Okay? Says back of a fascinating statement. Okay? Fascinating statement. What, what's he saying? He's saying, I heard two halachas from Rabbi Echinam. Halacha number one is you can't use bundles as chach. Halacha number two is you can't empty out a haystack and make that a kosher sukkah. I also heard from Rabbi Echinam two separate logical reasons why a sukkah is puzzle. One is because Tasev Lamin also, one's because Xeris I'm not sure which logic applies to which halacha. I'm not sure how to connect the dots. Now, if you think about it, if you think about it, and we could spend just a, a couple moments on this, the issue of Tasev Lamin applies to both. the issue of Gzeras Eitzer can also apply to both. It really is possible for both, for both reasons to logically apply to both cases. Okay? Um, the question is that Tasev Aleimena Osoy is a issue midai raisa. It's a biblical problem that says in the Torah. Right? That you need to make for yourself a sukkah. So that, that's Tasev Lebanosu. The Gzeras Eitzer is Midirabon. Okay? So if Rabbi Yechanan, at the time that he taught it, gave one reason per, it's important to know where he explained, where he put the rabbinical problem and where he put the biblical problem. This is Rabbi Yaakov's statement. This is what's bothering him. Basically saying, I know the halacha, but I'm not sure how to apply the logic. Okay, fascinating statement. Amar Abirmiya. So Abirmiya comes to talk about this. And he says, Let's try to figure this out for ourselves. Rabbi Yaakov wasn't sure how to apply each reasoning. Let's see if we could do it. Why? Let's start with basics. Why are bundles a problem? Because there's times where people come back in the evening at the end of a long, hard day of work. And they've got bundles on their shoulders. So you put on an elevated platform in, so that it could be in direct sunlight and that it will dry out. So he does this, let's say, two months before Sukkot. I mean, it's take, gonna take a week or two to dry out, let's say, and then a week or two later, it's already like a month before Sukkot, and he's like, you know what? Let me just leave it there. Just leave it there. At the time that you put it up, it needs to be done l'shem schach, and over here, since you originally put it up for the purpose of drying out, that's a no go. So, what do we just clarify? The halacha of the Mishnah, which says bundles of straw, bundles of twigs, bundles of reeds, why are they no good? Okay, so what did Rabbi Yirmiya just establish? 
Rabbi Yaakov didn't know why bundles were a problem. Is it a problem of Tasev and also is it a problem of Zeras Aitzer? Says Rabbi Yermia, <clears throat> the bundles are a problem because of Tasev Lehman also. Okay. Now, Midaha Mishum Gzeras Aitzer. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm mixing this up. No, no, no. Let me explain. Let me re-explain it. I didn't say this right. Yeah, it's going to be a problem of and Memela, when our Mishnah says that a bundle is going to be a problem, it's letting us know that unless you put it up, the shame schach, the shame tzel, for the mitzvah, of the shame tzel, the shame shade, and over here I put it up for the purpose of drying out, it's not going to be valid. Okay. Now, this, keep following this statement. This is fascinating. Says Reb Yirmiya, this actually, the reason for the bundles is not because of Tasev and Asoy, it's actually because of Gezeras Aitzer. We don't want people to start allowing them to keep their bundles on top because if they do this, this is also going to be a Xeras Aitzer problem, which, which here's why this is so, I, when I read this, I didn't even read this right. I read this, I confused everybody. I said, oh, you see this Tazvalim and Aitzer problem. It's, Xeras, it's primarily a Xeras Aitzer problem, okay? But it's not clearly a Xeras Aitzer problem to the exclusion of Tazvalim and Aitzer. This is where we're all going to be confused right now. The primary concern that we're saying right now is Zeras Aitzer. But even when we read it, we still see specks of Tasev Leminosu. Because at the time that I put it up, it wasn't done for the purpose of shade. And Rabbi Yaakov didn't hear this halacha of Reb Chia Bar Abba quoting Reb Yaichanan. Okay? And... Um, Basically, the reason why we're, if you want to know the bottom line, we didn't know if bundles are a problem of Gzeras Aitzer or is it a problem of Tasev We're saying the bundles are a problem of Gzeras Tikra. Why? Because the Chachamim wanted to make sure that people wouldn't use this Iser Dairaisa Schach when they put it up there to dry out and not doing it L'Shem Tzel. Okay? And since it wasn't done L'Shem Tzel, it's not going to be valid. By default, the haystack is going, the one that's going to be a problem of Tasev Levinas. Okay. Amr Ravashi, Ravashi says, One second. Let's challenge this whole thing. When, we are, when, we, when I originally read it, I read it wrong. Because according to Svara, this is also a Tasev Lehman Osui problem, not only a Zerizaitzer problem. That's what Ravashi says. says. Ravashi says, listen, bottom line is you find both. You have the Zerizaitzer. It's also a problem of Tasev Lehman Osui. And when somebody hollows out the bottom of a haystack, Mishum Tasev Lehman Osui Isa, Mishum Zerizaitzer Leka, yeah? They both apply to both. They both applied to both Frech Ravashi. So I don't know what you're talking about. Rabbi Yechon is going to say, no, let me explain. In our Mishnah over here, in our Mishnah, which says you're not allowed to be Mesachich with these bundles, it means Lechatchilahu. It means that Lechatchilah. Lechatchilah means even Midra Bonam, Rashi explains, okay? 
even midrabonim. We now turn top of the base. The in mesachim mishom gzera saitzim. Adaraisa shaper dami. But really, midaraisa bundles will be okay. Hasam, however, but when you empty out the gadish, the tani ain't a sukkah. Where we say it's not a sukkah at all. I feel the other midaraisa nami ain't a sukkah. Okay, the even midaraisa is not going to be a sukkah because you're going to have the problem. Of Tasev Leimina. Also, bottom line is, like we said originally, the original way that I read it, which is that the bundles on top, Bidi Ever, meaning Mida Iraisa, would end up being okay if you leave it there. It's only Xeras Eitzer that apostles it. However, the haystack is going to be a bigger problem. It's either going to be a biblical issue because of Tasev Leimina Asa. Yeah, but but according to the what we're the way we're explaining now, according to Rabbi Echanan, it's only going to be a gzeras eitzer dika problem. So it means it's going to be a rabbinic problem. It's not going to be a biblical problem. Yeah, the only thing you have, the only thing you have to do is. Yeah, beautiful. Untie them. You take, you take, you take the knot out, then you spread them out. That's certainly yeah. That then lefi the or you're going to be okay. Once you untie it, you're going to be fine. Correct, because this untying is an action. It's like you're redoing it from scratch. It makes it a good that's right. That's right. If you open it up, that's enough of an action that's going to go ahead and make it a good schach. Yep, granted. Follow. All right, let's keep going. Now, let's get into what is a kli. And let's talk outside for a minute. Um... Whenever you attach two things, okay? So in front of me, I am holding a cup, a coffee cup with a coffee lid. Which is the male? Which is the female? So we would call the coffee cup the male and the coffee lid the female because the, the female lid has a hollow space for the male cup to enter, okay? When it comes to a wooden stick that you want to attach to your broom, to your sponge, if it's a female stick, then it's the stick itself will have a hollow end and you have to, the sponge piece will need an extension to insert into the wooden pole. If the pole is a male pole, then the sponge stick, the, the sponge piece, is going to have to be empty and hollow, so the pole could be inserted in that. What this next Gemara is going to discuss is wooden sticks. When do they get the name of a vessel that they can no longer be used as chach. A female stick, you'd say, is more logically, according to logic, is more of a kli, more of a vessel, because it has a, it has a place that it's, it's capable of receiving something. Something that's capable of receiving takes on the status of a vessel, 
faster than something that needs the other thing for it to be received. So a Nekeva stick is more logically, or we'll, we'll say it's quicker to have the name of a vessel than a male stick. Okay? So let's, let's go. With that introduction, Amr Vida Marav, Vida says the name of Rav, Sikha Bechitzin Zuchar. If a person uses a male stick, it's not hollow, it needs something else hollow for it to be inserted into, Ksheira. That's valid to put up as your Shach. Binekevos, however, if you have a stick that's a female stick, it itself is hollow, and something else can be inserted into that. Psula, it's not going to be kosher as Shach. Says the Gemara. A question, zecharim ksheira pshita. Of course, a male stick is just a plain stick. Nothing. There's nothing special to it, right? It's just a stick. In order for it to be of any use, it needs something else to be able to hold it. So, what's the chiddush that you can use it? Of course, you could use it. Gemara says, no, not of course. Mahu I would have thought to say, nigzar zecharim atunekevus. We should make a decree on male sticks. Because of female sticks, which are a problem, therefore, Yudah Marav tells me that no, we're, we're not concerned people are going to start confusing female sticks and male sticks, and we can make it that female sticks are not okay and male sticks are okay. All right, fine. Omar Mar, the Tana taught us, Psulas. Okay, so we learned that a male one is fine, a female one is puzzle. Says the Gemara, same question over there, Pshita, of course it's puzzle. It, it, it's a receptacle. It can hold something. So of course it has the status of a vessel. What's the Chiddush? Mahu I would have thought to say the following. Ready for this? This is fascinating. Base kibul ha I would have said like this. You know what? Even if you have a female sponge stick that you need the bottom of the, you know, to be inserted into it. But once it's there, it's permanent. I would think that the female stick is not even called a female stick. It's hollow until you fill it up. When, when's a female? When, when do you give something the name of a female? When something can be inserted into it, but not permanently. Ultimately, you could insert something and take it out and insert it again and take it out and insert it again and take it out. But when something, once you insert, remains there, it's no longer a female. It's now plugged up. <coughs> So it's not a female. I would say it's not a vessel. It, it lost its status of a cleat. And therefore, Buda Marab tells me that no, it still keeps its status as a female cleat and it is going to be puzzle to use as schach. Okay, beautiful, very straightforward. All right, here we go. A person puts bundles of flax on top of his sukkah. It's not kosher. However, raw flax is fine. I'm not sure about partially prepared flax. Okay? So ready-made and bundled, no good. Completely raw, fine. In between the process, not sure, uh, I'm not sure, says Rabbi Babrachana, what the halacha is going to be. Says the Gemara. And... Um, I'm not even sure what hushni, you know, at, at what point of the process do we define flax even as partially prepared, as you know, as, as along on the way. And I'll tell you why. Because manavshach, idayik, 
Do we say that until, you know, at one point is it like on the way, like the process started, but it's not yet completed? Do we say that's kind of like where he stretched it out, but he didn't comb it? Avotari, but let's say he was tari. Tari over here means first they would soak the flax, the loidayik, and he didn't start stretching it out yet. Hutsni, um, that, that would be called hutsni. Okay. So I'm not sure. He says, I'm not sure. Apparently, there's three main parts of the process. You got to soak it, you got to stretch it, you got to comb it. I'm not sure at which point it's considered, uh, considered partially processed. Bottom line is, he has two sfekas. He's in doubt about two things when it comes to partially prepared wool. First of all, once it is partially prepared, what's the halacha? And secondly, I don't even know what partially prepared is. Right? Is it after the soaking, before the stretching, or is it after the stretching, before the combing? I'm not sure. Okay, here we go. Very good. Weiter. One, uh, we'll, we'll do uh, one last piece of Gemara. We'll get to tomorrow's daf. Amr um, Yehuda, Yehuda says, Hani shushi ushvotsri misachachin bahu. So Rashi says, shushi is flaya in French, and shvotsri are is arniza. But then Rashi says, shushi and shvotsri are mine yerakais, they're types of vegetables. Okay? The different types of, of vegetables. So Yehuda says, that you're allowed to use these vegetables, hani shushi u'shvatsri, misachim b'hu. You're allowed to use them as schach. Okay, now, one second. If it's a vegetable, are you allowed to hang up cucumbers as your schach? No. So if you keep reading in Rashi, the bottom line, misachim b'hem, why? They're vegetables, but they're eaten by animals. The humans don't eat these things. An adam, a human doesn't eat it, and therefore, even if it's a veg, fascinating, yeah? If you have something that's growth, it could even be a food for animals. Um, it doesn't need to be necessarily be a plant or a stick, but it grows from the ground. It's not bakabotoma because humans don't eat it. It's okay. It's going to be kosher as schach. Um, Abai Amar. Abai argues. Abai says, Bishushi misachim Bishushi, you could use as schach, and shvatsri, you're not allowed to use as schach. My timer, what's the reason for? Abaye that he separates Shushi and Shvatsri says the Gemara Kiv on top of tomorrow's daf since the sorry Rechayu since it smells terrible Shavikla the Nafik people are going to leave their sukkah and therefore it has nothing to do with whether it goes in the ground or not but it is usher to put up bad smelling schach anything that's going to make people uncomfortable to remain in the sukkah is not allowed to be put up as schach because it's going to smell terrible and people aren't going to uh, want to stay inside the sukkah. Zimnin and Higi, Rashi says, mine sne, types of bushes. You're allowed to use them as chach. It depends. One bush called uh, Hizmi, that's okay. Higi's not okay. Same reason. My time, why? Since the, the leaves of of uh, higi fall off they're going to fall into the guy's canadal soup and shavik love and it's going to make him mitzdar it's going to bother him to make him uh, have him leave the sukkah and therefore the gemara is ending off with one idea broken up into two two separate parts which is despite the fact if you have something that's not a couple and it grows in the ground 
there's further reason to still not use something as chach, which is it smells bad, the leaves are going to fall off, it's going to make somebody uncomfortable in the sukkah. Such things are not allowed to be used as schach. We will hold it here for today. And Bezran pick up from Amar of Gidol Marav uh, tomorrow at 7 o'clock.